Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. Today, we're kicking off your feel-good Friday with the always hilarious Wanda Sykes. Then meet the fashionista dubbed the real-life Carrie Bradshaw, who became a TikTok influencer in her 50s. And it's National Day of Unplugging. We've got tips to help you disconnect from your phone and reconnect with yourself. It's today with Hoda and Jenna. It all starts right now. Hi, everyone. You made it. It is Friday, the March 3rd, and Willie is here to round out the week. Great to be back with you, Jenna. Round out the week. Um, you know what today is, as we both have our phones sitting right here, it's National Unplugged Day. National Unplugging Day. That means we shouldn't even have these here with us. Or anywhere. No. Unplug. You know what? We got to figure out a way to put our phones away when we're hanging with our fam. That's my main thing. I agree with that. Definitely. I did When I first came back to work after having Mila, who is now nearly 10, which holy moly, I, can't believe I was on maternity leave. I came back. I did a story about a doctor who was studying the brains of children in the reaction to how their parents were on technology. It was both studying the brain, but also talking to them. Yeah. And these were the words that kids used when they, when their parents were like looking here. Like if you were my kid and I was just like this, they said they feel like they're not interesting they're not enough. And so now when I'm like reading to my kids or we're doing nighttime, I'm always like, put, leave my phone in my room mm-hmm. so we can have this uninterrupted time. And I sometimes get on Henry. I try not to. Yeah. But it's so important. It's so important. I'm not great at it. I try to be definitely with kids, dinner time, all those things. Yeah. But then you, you think you're unplugging and then you find yourself with your son or your daughter and you're looking yes. down. Maybe even to just show them something, but you're still in here, here instead of there. And I do consciously have to remind myself, put it away, put, put it, it away. away. And it's hard in our jobs covering news yeah. the way we do that this is really the source of your work, really, and the information you're getting. But I think if you create boundaries, I'm going to try to. Because it's National Unplugging Day, I'm going to really put it to work okay, today. Let's do okay, it. let's go. Let's do this. Um, okay, a recent clip of Jamie Lee Curtis, who is having a moment, shall we just say. Yes. She's winning everything. It's going viral. It's her on stage with her husband, Christopher Guest, telling the story of how she manifested their marriage. Yes, manifested it. Uh-huh. Take a look. I was sitting with Deborah Hill, my friend, in my apartment, and I opened Rolling Stone magazine and turned a page, and there were these three guys in regular old shirts, you know, with their arms around each other. And I said to Deborah Hill, ooh, I'm going to marry that guy. (laughs) And then about two months later, I went to a restaurant and sat down, and Chris was sitting two tables away, and he looked at me, and he went like this. And I went like this. And then he got up to leave, and he went like this. (laughs) (laughs) 
And I went like this. And then he called me the next day. And we got married four months later. Four months after the shrug and wave? I have so many questions. Wow. So this works. I guess so. A little shrug wave? They sent a signal. How did he get her number? Jamie Lee? You got to tell us. There was some publicist calling. Oh, their agents put them together. Yep, yep. Four months later, they were married. By the way, for people who don't realize, Christopher Guest is one of the most brilliant comedic minds ever. Spinal Tap, Best in Show, all those document mockumentaries, among many other things. A total, total genius. He is a genius. He is. I love them. I love both of them individually and together even better. Did you manifest your marriage? I don't think I do. You did. manifest? Like, do you go home and sort of manifest things? I, I don't. Do you? I mean, we like, well, we, yeah. I mean, I oh, like, look, you manifested oh, that. Christina. I like to put positive energy into the world. I yeah. guess that's manifesting yeah. in a way. Um, Christina and I met in sixth grade mm-hmm. in our middle school homeroom in Ridgewood, New Jersey, George Washington Middle School, Mr. Kaplan's homeroom. I was the new kid. At the school, and yes. all the other kids knew each other. In sixth grade. In sixth That's grade. That's kind of a hard... First day of middle school, they were all mm-hmm. in their little elementary school groups, and I was literally alone at the desk. And I do remember seeing Christina in a green shirt. I'm not saying I manifested our wedding, <laughs> but I was definitely interested from day one. Did you, like, that's what I'm trying to remember when you start, we're, we're starting to be into girls. Like, it started fourth or fifth. It was earlier back then. I could I say now, watching other kids, sixth grade is kind of when it started. Middle school, definitely not in elementary school. See, were, I was in fourth grade when I had my really? first boyfriend. A boyfriend? Mm-hmm. What were the dates like? Just ice cream? Um, he came over and we rollerbladed to 7-Eleven. Oh, that's a great date. I know. A couple it was of big very gulps. 90s. We got a big gulp. I got a bar none. Do you remember a bar none? I married him. No, <laughs> that wasn't him. What about you, I didn't. He broke up with me pretty soon after then. But that's harsh. It's just, now Mila's in fourth grade. And I'm trying to like, in a cool mom it's way. It's happening later now. No, I don't know if people at home agree with kids. I have teenagers now. It's happening later. I don't think um, she's into boys, which I'm like, good for you, girl. Stay, stay focused. Plenty of time for stay that. Stay driven. She wants to go to, to Yale. Oh, she already oh, knows yeah. that? We went and visited, which is a little. What? No, no. We Wait. were driving there. We were driving <laughs> The application is no, no. in. I'm not crazy, y'all. We were driving through, and my sister went there. So, Bar, and we, I was like, Henry, we should stop. We were driving past. Henry was on a work call. He was like, I don't know. And we stopped, and we, and she was like, Mom, don't embarrass me. And I was like, hi, to some college <laughs> freshmen. And the very nice college freshman boy said, would you like to see the dorms? So we walked in, and we took a little picture just in case. Oh, this is like not a drive-by. You were, no. in, the, you were in the dorms. I Stopped by of, the admissions office, dropped off her essay. Here's the thing. A little thin. And I am a little bit of like a uh, Chris Kardashian mom. Okay. We're a talking momager? about it. Are you a momager? Listen, if my if my girl's dreams are to go and see it, I'm going to let her go, go and see it. it. But but not in a too extreme way. I had um, a father, let me just put it this way, when um, I heard there was a twin policy at Stanford when I was applying to what colleges. Does that mean? No that twins? meant if one twin gets in, I don't know if it still exists, the other twin gets in. What? If one twin gets out, the other, like, they only, they, really? well, it used to be in, in 1999. But there could be such disparities between twins. Well, that's, and there might have been. 
There might have been back in my day. So Barbara was applying to Stanford, and I read about the policy, and I said, woo, I'm going to ride her coattails to Stanford. (laughs) And my dad goes, absolutely not. You're not ruining her chances. Oh, dad. So he was sort of the opposite of— That is tough. And we'll see. Wait, quickly, did you manifest your wedding to Henry? I just tricked him into it. Tricked him into it. That's a form of manifestation, isn't it? I just tricked him into it. I was like, you know who's, who's fun to get married to? Me. And he agreed, apparently. He agreed. Yeah. For 15 years later, almost. You guys are amazing. Okay, the Prince and Princess of Wales, William and Kate, got a little competitive recently. <laughs> they visited a fitness center. Look, there they are. Wow. They got on a bike, and they did a 45-second spin race. 45 seconds? Come on. I know. I mean, they, are, they weren't ready for it. You got to have the right clothes. And she's wearing a skirt and heels. That looks like the um, resistance is pretty high, from what I can tell. Um, she's getting some nice exertion. I think she won the race. Did she? she? You're right. Did she? Kate, Kate strikes me as competitive. Me too. Yeah. Like I feel an athletic. Like yeah. I feel like she could just take him on whatever sport. Yeah. There was a look on her face for a minute there, which said, "I know we're having fun. We're here to support a good cause." But, but I'm going after. I'm it. getting the gold. I'm going to win. And I sympathize with that a little. Do you? Do you get competitive? I've watched you in various sporting events with Henry. I think there's some competition there. I was going to say friendly, but it doesn't always feel that way. No, uh, listen, I'm friendly in competition in general. I don't love Henry's. I think it's very hard to play a sport with your spouse. I totally agree. Do you know what I mean? I don't like like a honey. Why didn't you get that one? Right. Honey, come on. You got to get your backhand right. Mm -hmm. No, thank you. But I'd say you are as good a tennis player as Henry is. Is that fair to say? So I think there might be something coming from his side, too, where he's like, whoa, she's catching me or passing me. No. No? What about you and Christina in the tennis court? Um, (laughs) We're not great. We do our best. We hustle hard. We look good in a headband. Um, What else? We're good teammates. You're working on it, though. You're not giving up. There's a lot of enthusiasm there for the game, (laughs) if not talent. Do you all ever get, like, in little kind of tennis scuffles? Not really. I mean, frankly, we don't play tennis that often. No, When you see us playing tennis is the only time we play tennis, which is not frequently. Me too, but, you know. I guess we're a little competitive. Not as much athletically, but, like, yeah. Sport and games. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. games, we love and to she's win. she's real good at that stuff. She so. is? Yeah. Well, we love you, Christina. All right, it's Thank a you. fun day Friday, and Willie, we've got a game you are going to love. I cannot wait because we are playing In Other Words. I really like this Okay, game. we're going to get after it. We're going to get real competitive. too, I'm not going to lie. Okay, There's let's go. You can play along right after this. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun, and that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. If a friend asks how you're doing, and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because, If I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel.
Okay, you know there's a day for everything. Well, yeah. tomorrow is National Grammar Day, one of my grandmother's favorites. So we wanted to bring back an oldie but a goodie. It's time for In Other, other Words. words. Yeah. Say it in unison. I know. I know. I jumped the gun a little bit. This is a lot of pressure, <laughs> I feel like, to have good grammar time. today. Yeah. We're ready for the game. Donna though. might dominate, but we'll show Okay. Wow, you so. just lit a fire that I wish you hadn't, but okay, Donna. <laughs> okay, that was I'm a ready. strategy. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we've taken the titles of some popular TV shows, movies, songs. We put them through a thesaurus. I will read those out loud, and you will have to guess what the actual title is. Put them through a thesaurus. Are you okay. ready? I feel a little bad yeah. because Willie's never played this game. I know. I'm I'm One of my classes. Okay. But okay. All right, here it goes. The first one is a movie. It's The Works, omnipresent, complete at a single oh, time. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Wait, yes. is there a buzzer or something? No, I raised my hand. You know, on this hour, you just have to use your voice. This was a real window into our personalities. <laughs> I raised my hand. You know that you can be aggressive. You know that you can play games with us before. Okay, here we go. Next clue is a TV show. Hump Day. Okay. Wednesday. Yes. It's a classic. I felt like it was on the Jenna Ortega. No, of course. You had it. You had it somewhere in there. All right. Next one is a movie. Are you ready? I guess I'm ready. This isn't going on. What are you doing? I'm doing the Wednesday dance. (laughs) Crystal Shallot, a blade revealed enigma. Crystal. Crystal Shallot. Onion. Glass onion. Wait. Glass onion. A Knives Out Mystery. Oh, yes! Good job. Good job. Good job. Good job. Good job. No, no, really. That felt good. That was good. Now it's good. Now you're coming back. I'm happy for you. Okay, here we go. The next one is a song. Near Darn Moment. Almost. About damn time. In a minute. No, I didn't. Are you so good at this? Because I did Odyssey of the Mind as a child. Okay, ready? Next one is a movie. Drug Bruin. Oh, cocaine bear. Yes. Oh, gosh. I knew you knew it. Bruin? Is that what you call a bear? It's a type of bear, yes. Well, then I, then I don't know if that one works. Okay. Okay. Have you seen Cocaine Bear? Not yet. No. Have you? No, I, I haven't. Seen it. I want okay. To. Yeah. Okay, next. TV show. The Colorless Plant. Wait, a, the TV oh, show. The White Lotus. <laughs> it's a tie, really. Oh, no. I feel a little bit like once you start going, I just sit back to listen, and that is not me, so I don't know, know what is happening. Gonna gear up. Okay, this is like the last one, the tiebreaker. Tiebreaker? Yes. This Ready? Is it? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's a quick one. Okay, it's a song. Song for a raw fish establishment. Oh, oh, um, song, uh, music for a sushi music house. Music for a fish house. Music for a sushi restaurant. restaurant. Yes, Jenna. No. My man, Harry Styles. Yeah. Congratulations. You Congratulations. Great, great to you. effort. You're invited back. Oh, you get oh. a prize, oh, wow. which I feel like is you one that you would that. really enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> a dictionary. Hard to say you won now. <laughs> no, I like this. That's Thank a good you. Game. Thanks, Coming Donna. up next, someone who's never at a loss for words. The hilarious Wanda Sykes, right after this. Now that's fun. Isn't that fun? Okay, anytime Wanda Sykes is in a new project, you know you're in for a ride. And this one is 40 years in the making. Very excited about this. Wanda stars in History of the World Part 2. That's a follow-up to the Mel Brooks classic. Oh, my gosh. Good morning, Wanda. Good to see you. Good morning. That is just ridiculous. (laughs) We cannot wait to see this. It's 40 years in the making. As Willie mentioned, it's a classic Mel Brooks what, what was it like working on it? You know, I, I said this the other day about I can't even say it's a dream come true because I never even imagined it, you know. Um, but, yeah, working with Mel Brooks is just, uh, 
what he's 96 and oh, he's, there he is. he's still sharp. He's so funny and uh, he just means so much to to all of us. And it, this was an easy project to cast because, you know, you just say Mel Brooks and everyone said yes. <laughs> we yeah. got a little taste of what it's going to be like with a clip of you as Shirley Chisholm. But as I said, you play a bunch of characters throughout history. Who else did you play and did you have a favorite to get into? Uh, Shirley Chisholm, je- definitely my favorite. <laughs> um, Harriet Tubman, Easy. Bessie Coleman, and then there was a, a couple of fictitious characters we made up too. So, yeah. <laughs> and it's going to have people laughing hysterically, of course. Um, who else is in it that you had fun acting alongside? Well, um, my, my, you know, co-EPs, um, Nick Kroll and Ike Barinholtz, they're just so much fun to work with and uh, enjoy work with them. And then in Shirley Chisholm, I worked with Marla Gibbs. She plays uh, Shirley's mother. And uh, and my good friend, Kim Whitley, who played Flo, Ken- uh, Flo Kennedy. Um, yeah. And, and then we have George Wallace, the comedian, oh. playing George Wallace. <laughs> <laughs> Alabama. Oh, that's brilliant. Wow. That is genius. Yes, yes. <laughs> Let's talk Oscars. They're coming up. Mm-hmm. You guys hosted. You did such an incredible job along Amy and Regina last year. Um are, y'all aren't doing it again, though. Do you feel a little relieved? I'm very relieved. Yeah. What you was only it like need preparing to do that once. for that? You only you do, it do it once. No. Yeah. 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 Check I, the box. My feet are now hurting just thinking about <laughs> hosting that show. Yes. It was just an attack, an assault on my feet the whole night. And, and, it's, and you know, I like where my boobs are. The, the, the Oscar night, your boobs got to come up at least five inches. You know, I don't know why, but just something about hosting, you get high boobs. And I, I like my boobs around here. It's one of the requirements know. for the job. Yeah, right? yeah. Get them up. yeah. Yeah, so Jimmy Kimmel will do great. Yeah. <laughs> um, you guys are all seasoned comedians, all three of you last year, but there's still, I have to imagine, a different kind of nerves when that curtain goes up and here you are and you know how many people are watching and everything else. Yes, it's a different set of nerves. Um, but it's also, you know, when, when you haven't done, done it before, it's, it's like, uh, it's more anxiety, I guess, yeah. than, but then you can also just walk out like, eh, we're, you know, what are we going to do? Okay, yeah, let's do it. And you just walk into it. Um, yeah. Chris Rock has a special this weekend, which we're yes. all looking forward to. You're part of the pre-show. Um, yes. Yeah, you're yeah, a little, a, yeah. I recorded something. Yes. What, what, yeah, what, yeah. Can you tell us anything about it? You know anything? I, have, I haven't seen the show yet. So I'm, I'm like everyone else, you know, just super excited. Can't wait to see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have a different point of view of what he, the incident he's going to talk about yeah. having been yes. there. Yeah. Are you excited to hear what he comes out with? I, I can't wait. Yes. Very excited to hear about that. You know, because, um, you know, I was I was at work you yeah. know, when that happened. Yeah. You know? I watched my coworker get yeah. a, you know. Get assaulted. So it's going to be, you know, interesting to hear what he says. So you have two kids. You're married to a beautiful French woman. Yes. You speak a little French. I understand a little French. Okay. Yeah. Oh, she's beautiful. But, but after some wine, then I speak a little. <laughs> there you go. Well, yeah. I, you know, I just wanted to share with you that you and Willie have something in common. He was in the French club in high school. Wow. Not to brag. Okay. No, I, you know, you know, so but, you know how to say like ham sandwich. Can you say ham sandwich, please? <laughs> no, sandwich. Oh. But we were just talking about how when you go overseas to Paris or somewhere else in France, there are ways where you kind of fake it. First, yes. have a glass of wine. Yes. Right? That gets yes. the end of it. What else can you and do? Some um, gestures and some yeah, sounds. Yeah, it's like you, the gestures and everything. The French is like, I, I, I know it, but I don't know if I want to tell you. So it's that <laughs> idea. Like, oh. So it looks 
that's like the, the, yeah. this. Can so you get, can, see? I taught you the. Pff, yes, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Will you give? Will you show your? I Was that good? Was that no. good? How, how do you do? Yeah, okay. <laughs> your beautiful wife is over there. She said no. I thought you did more of a. No, I taught you yesterday, Jenna. That's too horsey. No, you don't want the yeah, lips yeah, to flutter. Yeah, you oh, don't. Just, no, it's no? not. Just, it's just short. It's a poof. There you go. Oh, okay, good. I got it. Thank yeah. you so much. Stay right there. We're going to get Wanda's rulings on some hilarious topics right after more this. More French. <laughs> Did I get it? All right, we couldn't have Wanda Sykes here, one of the funniest people around, without getting her take on some buzzy topics. So we have given her the gavel for All Rise Rise for for Judge Wanda. Wanda. Wow. Look at that. We've got an animation. Judge Wanda, before we we start this really important game, can we talk about the Upshaws? It's back on Netflix. Yes, yes. What can we expect? Oh, man, more silliness and fun. You know, Benny still being Benny, and Lucretia still hates him. Uh, <laughs> and your kids watch good. it, but they watch it in French? Yes, they watch it in French because I think uh, the cursing sounds prettier. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. There's an elegance uh-huh. to right. the fanity. Right, yes, exactly. exactly. <laughs> There's an elegance to everything And that's in on French. Netflix. It's such a great show. So, Wanda, we're going to give you a topic. You give us your ruling. Okay. You ready for that? Okay. okay. First up, raising Gen Z teens. What's your ruling, Wanda? Oh, my ruling is... Uh, Boy, you 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 need a, a lot of uh, uh, alcohol and, <laughs> for you, uh, not for, for the Gen Z team. Not for the Gen yeah. Z, yeah. not for the Gen Z, yeah. just for the parents of Gen Z, <laughs> and uh, and just throw all punctuation out the door. Yes, the texting, oh there's, there's no punctuation. Forget it. They don't know how to, you know. <laughs> Do they spell? You know, start. You know, sentence starts with a capital letter. You know, you know that, right? You understand? It's, it's so nouns should be capital. No, nothing. <laughs> Nope. And they spell through like T H even oh, yeah. T H U R or yep. so, you know whatever. Okay, yes. You ever yes. seen them try to write freehand too? The handwriting is terrible because they never did it. They all but I digress. Yes. Okay. All right, next so I up, they're guilty. Guilty, yes, of yes. something. Uh, next up, destination wedding. Are you pro or con a destination wedding? Just riff oh, on when, it. If, when you, s- you send me an invite for a destination wedding, you're basically telling me don't come. <laughs> that's, it's like we don't want you here. We, I didn't even want to invite you, but, you know, so that's why I'm going to have it way across the country or so in some other country just to make sure you don't come. Yeah, keeps yeah. the numbers yeah. down. Keeps the no, numbers we're down. not no. for it. Yeah. Guilty. Destination okay. wedding. <laughs> Okay, next up. Oh, a debate that Willie and I recently had. Ordering the same thing as your partner at a restaurant. Ordering the exact same thing off the menu. Are you pro or con? What's your ruling? I am, I am, uh, I'm, I'm pro that because, mm-hmm. yes, I am. I am <laughs> because I've been in situations where I order something uh, different yeah. and my wife is all in my plate. So right. I was like, why don't you order this? There you go. And she's like, well, we can go half, half. I don't want your half. If I want a half of that, I would have ordered that, wouldn't I? So, no. Oh, that's no. good. That's good. You know, Christina, I talked to her yesterday yeah. about this. My wife yeah. agrees with Wanda. She said, you order what you want. You don't exactly. order based on sharing with someone else. Right. Okay. You, the you same know what, Wanda, you may be changing a lot of minds out there. Mm-hmm. Last one, reality television. How do you feel? I'm guilty. I'm, I'm guilty. I am guilty of reality. Guilty. What's your favorite show? Oh, 90 Day Fiance. Girl, I can watch those people all day. And you know what? It's, it just shows you the, how valuable 
uh, a U.S. citizenship is, you know, because like uh, uh, in, in the U.S., say, say you're like a four or a five. You go to another country with the possibility of a green card, you become an eight. You're like an eight, nine now. It's, it's beautiful. I'm telling you. See? Oh, my gosh. Wanda, we want you. We're going to produce your judging show. Yes, that's oh, coming okay, up. Okay, let's Syndicated do it. judge show. Judge I'm, Wanda. I'm, I'm with you. In the meantime, <laughs> until we get to that show, you can catch The History of the World Part 2 premiering on Hulu on March the 6th. Wanda, so great thank, to see thank you. you. Thank Thanks you. Thanks for being here. Coming up next, one of our newest babe follows, the style star who's becoming a social media sensation in her 50s after this. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. Imagine bold, naturally aged Tillamook cheddar slices melting over a burger, eating handfuls of thick-cut cheddar shreds straight from the bag, taking a bite out of an irresistibly bold block of extra-sharp cheddar cheese. (sighs) We know you want to get back to streaming, but wasn't it nice to daydream about cheese for a bit? Tillamook cheddar, extraordinary dairy. Now to our series, Faye Follows, where we spotlight someone we're loving on social media. And today, it is a style star whose closet has been profiled by Architectural Digest. Yeah, her name is Carla Rockmore, and you'll meet her in a moment. But first, take a look at her story. Never wear print with print. Pish posh, I say. Carla Rockmore has been dubbed the real-life Carrie Bradshaw. And if you don't want to take my word for it, how about Vogue's? The 56-year-old has been a professional fashion and jewelry designer for decades and now dazzles her over 1.5 million followers with her impressive and accessible style tips from her Texas-sized Dallas closet. When wearing red, I find a nude lip and a stronger cheek is the better way to go. What do you do when you want to pair your whites, but they're just that little bit off? When her jewelry business was halted by the pandemic, Carla turned to YouTube and TikTok as an outlet for her creativity, never imagining she'd build a legion of fans who'd hang on every last word, bangle, and palazzo pant. Embrace who we are more for our individuality. But beyond the fashion, although who could get beyond the fashion, Carla brings her followers in with discussions on aging, parenting, and how to be comfortable in your gorgeously adorned skin and express who you are. Dress to express yourself. Dress to make yourself happy. Carla, good morning. Hey, Carla. Good morning. We're so excited to have you here because we love talking about transformations and sort of pivots. A lot of us had to pivot during the pandemic. Talk to us about how your life changed. Well, it, it, you know, at 55, I found my sweet spot. Yeah. And it's been continuing, continuing to roll ever since. I mean, I was always a creator of design, beautiful things. And I always love to entertain and make people laugh. Yeah. But to be able to actually connect with people now, I just had this girl, young girl, 
message me and say, you know, thank you for showing me that there's life after 25. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. And that she introduced my feed to her mom, who now, like, has a little more spring in her step. Oh. And she puts a little lip on and a little color. So, yay. Yeah. How good is that? That's I mean, awesome. Plus, can I just state the obvious? You've got the two-story closet. Yeah, we're stuck there. You can't lose with the two-story <laughs> closet. There's a second that was story so in your closet? Now, But even if you don't have a two-story closet, there are ways people can go about in their own closet find new looks, and and what do you recommend? Absolutely. What I recommend is when you look into that closet, choose the pieces that speak to your soul. At the end of the day, I give everybody permission to buy the same pair of pants in five different combinations and permutations if it suits you. And then use your accessories. Use your clothing as a canvas and your accessories as your color and your paint. Oh, that's such a great idea. Okay, well, since you're here and you're our expert, you're going to show us three looks that we can think about when we head into spring. Yeah, we're going to head over to our models. First up, we have our always favorite, always beautiful Phyllis. You said in the thing, no print on print, but you're changing your mind with this one. Well, you know what? At the end of the day, Print on print is a fun way to elevate your look. And the way to do it is to, there's a recipe. So you need three things. First thing you need is the same color, at least one of them in both prints. That makes sense. Right? So let's say it's pink or lilac in this look. Right. Second thing you need to do is choose a large print and a small print. So one is your superstar and one is your accoutrement. Ah, <laughs> French for you, Wow. Yes. Okay. And finally, if you want to get really busy and really into it, choose an organic print, something that's fluid and flowy, against something more geometric. Uh-huh. Well, you know what? Phyllis looks gorgeous. Can't How go wrong with Phyllis. Right? Makes not, the job easy. Right? Yes. yes. Looks just gorgeous. All right. Should we head on to Liz, please? We heard that navy is the new black. So navy is a neutral. Okay, a neutral. So, did you guys know that black isn't actually a color? What? Is Wait, the what? Absence of color. Black is a shade. Oh. So you should pair color with color. Oh. And shade with shade. So I so shouldn't be wearing black tights. You should be wearing navy tights, but lovey. They look, but I like That's black so tights. So embarrassing oh, for I'm you. Sorry. You're allowed yeah. to do the black tights. Okay. But at the end of the day, the reason why Liz's fuchsia top looks so gorgeous and elevated is because I paired it with navy. Mm-hmm. It's something that's a little softer than black. Mm-hmm. It's not going to break you up as much in the center. And then you can pull into the lighter tones as your little bits of fun. Uh, okay, so that's why you have some sort of a jean yes. bag and a light. The jean bag is the hot bag. Oh, is it? Oh, yes, for spring and summer. Did you know that, Willie? I didn't. No. Yes, I it. it's a very trendy thing to have a bleached jean bag. It's all back to Oh, the... it needs to be bleached. It should be bleached. Okay. It's awesome. Looking you look great, beautiful, Liz. Liz. Thank you, Liz. Okay, now we have oh, one of our favorites. Sydney, and you say that you can elevate the uniform, which is a white button-down and jeans. Okay, so here's the thing. One of the hottest trends coming down the runways right now, as well as the red carpet, is the peplum. Peplum. The peplum. The peplum (laughs) is the puffy little edge coming out from underneath. I thought the peplum was gone, but it's back. You're saying it's back. back. And the thing about the peplum is, you know, it's a new trend. You might not want to invest in this kind of thing. Yeah, because it may not be around long. Right. So take out your big oversized white shirt that you also wear as a cover-up on the beach. Yeah. And your basic pair of jeans that you love. Yeah. 
and get yourself a corset belt. Lean into your Pretty accessories good. because that will whittle your waist yeah. and it'll still give you the look of the peplum without investing. Carla, thank you so much. And can we just tell you that we have officially added you to our Fave and Follows list. You're on it, Fave there Follows. There you are, we're so following much. you. Thanks, thank Carla, you nice to meet you. Coming up next, want to eat and sleep better? Of course you do. The answer might be in the palm of your hand. We'll explain right after this. Thank you, models. Thank you. Excellent Thank work, you. Ladies. Thank you, Phyllis. Okay, everyone, put down your phone. Today is National Day of Unplugging. Yes, we know it's easier said than done, but we've got someone here who can help. We all need this one. Psychiatrist Dr. Samantha Boardman says unplugging from our devices and social media for just one day a week can lead to all kinds of benefits. Hi, Good Dr. Morning. Boardman. This is such an important conversation. And I think what's so interesting about what you do is you call yourself a positive psychiatrist. Like, What, what does that mean, especially in light of this? Well, traditionally, psychiatrists are trained to focus on what's wrong. And I did that for many, many years, but I'm also really interested in what makes people feel strong. And certainly unplugging is one of those things that can help sort of boost our mental health. Mm -hmm. And so unplugging one day a week doesn't sound that difficult when you say it out loud, but then you get down to it and you go, oh, I'm missing emails or texts yeah. or social media me, you know. or whatever it is. So how do you recommend people go about that? Well, you know, time spent scrolling through our phones isn't such a bad thing or problematic until we start thinking about all those things that we're not doing yeah. when we're on our phones, right? And I think we all have this intention, like we'd like to be on our phones less, but we actually can't get ourselves to do that. How do we close that intention action gap? And I have a really simple rule of thumb about that. Be wherever your feet are. Mm. You know, stay present um, and give the gift of connection. When it comes to kids, I mean, we see that anxiety rates are up, depression rates are up. What are your suggestions when you have teens who obviously want to connect yeah. with their friends, uh, but you also want to make sure their mental health is good? Well, I think having periods of time where they're not plugged in and really having some family policies that work for you. I mean, we have a family policy that no phones at the table. Yeah. And I think as adults, we cannot violate this. We totally. can't be hypocrites. They right. can't see us saying, well, you do this and I do that. But also, if you have younger kids, when you're picking up your kid from school, is your phone in your hand? Yeah. What is that sending them? What kind of message is that sending totally. them? Having just phones out of the bedroom, you know, at night, or even I had a policy with my kids when they were younger that no phones in the car. Yeah. Look at me. Let's be together. Let's have conversations. I think cars can also be really good opportunities to connect and yeah. have good conversations. You have a line where you say self-comparison is the thief of joy. Mm -hmm. That's so well said. Explain what you mean by that. When you're constantly looking at other people's highlight reels, you know, and you're seeing how great they are and this vacation they were just on or the party they were invited to that you weren't at, you can't help but feel less than, yeah. that you, you know, aren't, like, doing what everyone else is doing. And so when you unplug for a little bit, there's a lot of evidence, and especially with those teenage girls, yes. so, yeah. that they're going to feel better about themselves. They're going to feel more confident. They're going to feel more connected with their friends. And, you know, I think we're depriving them of that type of connection when they're constantly, even in moments when they're a little bit uncomfortable, they'll just escape to their phone. Yeah. rather than even grappling with some totally. of those challenging issues. It's really important. How do you deal with some negative emotions? I'm a positive psychiatrist, but I'm a big fan of sort of how do you challenge yourself? How do you deal with difficulty? Yeah, you know, um, I, I love what you say about if you can take a day, take it. Um, we have one room in our house where no phones are allowed in, so it's the place if you want to go talk, if you want to read, and you don't want to be distracted, you go. But what are some other things people can do if 
they can't take a full day because of work or restrictions or whatever health, um, but they want to try to work on this. Well, sort of, let's be realistic about it, right? One thing could be replacing one habit with another. There was a study that came out last year looking at just if you could reduce it to 30 minutes a day of being on social media and also replace social media with exercise, yeah. like movement outside. Totally. Have some non-digital hobbies. Carry a book with you. Think about what are those things that you do, um, you know, that make you forget about your phone? Do more of that. Yeah. You know, it's so interesting. I got off Instagram yeah, because I found myself just scrolling. And now instead I meditate on the way to work. I do other things. And so I've done that. You say also clean up your phone. Tell us about that. Well, I think more scrolling, you know, equals less life in a way. And so if you could reduce that. And so I think about it as Maria condoing your phone is getting rid of apps that don't make you feel good. Um, deleting those that you know, make you sort of question your own self-worth. Yeah. And that's a really sort of easy way to, you know, not be just constantly turning to your phone and also maybe just look instead, use your computer instead of your phone mm. when you are going to go on social media. So it's not just something that's in your hand all the time. And what are you missing? That bird, you know, that maybe is in the tree yeah. or something else that's happening around you when you're constantly staring at your phone. Take totally. control, you say, build in daily detoxes, say it out loud, create family policies. Which of those do you think is most important for people I to think know? those daily detoxes are so important, mini ones. And, you know, it can be like a, it, it's a step-by-step. Step. If you're going to the grocery store, leave your phone totally. at home. If you're going for a walk with a friend, leave your phone at home. And you're going to just kind of feel a little bit lighter in your shoes, I think. And you're going to feel more connected, especially if you're spending time with somebody else. Yeah, I love your policy about all the family keeping everything in the kitchen or wherever so that have it's not in the bedroom. Station, yeah, you know, and certainly, and if you have, if your phone is your alarm clock, that's not an excuse. Yeah. Get it out of the bedroom get an old-fashioned alarm totally. clock and set it. They still exist. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Exactly. Boardman. Great advice. Thank you. And we'll be back right after this. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you for, for having hanging. me. Guess what, y'all? Next week, it's Game On with Jimmy Fallon. Wow, Jimmy Fallon plus Kerry Washington, Jennifer Nettles, and Iman. Have a great weekend, y'all. You we'll made see you it. Sunday. Oh, yeah. See you Sunday. Don't forget, he's on Sunday, and we'll be back Monday. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.